catch it. It remains a very, very good FA Cup final. And catch it! everyone and welcome to all things sky blue we do do these spaces every sunday or x spaces every sunday from 9 p.m and um, so please in the future do come and join us for those as well we are um on facebook instagram tiktok and youtube as well at all things sky blue so please do check us out on there as well and um, i'm joined tonight by my co-hosts um stuart hi stuart good evening how are we all good mate you yeah, not too bad, thank Good. you. And I'm also joined by fellow All Things Sky Blue member, Mark. Hi, Mark. Good evening, Josh. Good evening, everyone. Hope you're all well. All good, thank you, mate. Um, as always, um, if you want to send in your comments or your responses to any talking points, please do comment down below. We'll read them out as and when. Um, we're going to start tonight by talking about Wednesday. Um, obviously, a, a loss um, away at Rotherham. In my view... Our most disappointing performance this season by far. Um, and one of the most disappointing, I think, in, in recent memory uh, myself. Um, Stuart, what were your takeaways from Wednesday? Where did it all kind of go wrong? Um, <laughs> from the start, really. Um, first of all, I couldn't get it on um, the red button, which didn't help. I was getting frustrated. Um, and then I managed to get it. Uh, when there was 20 minutes gone so I missed the first 20 minutes um, but it was just it was just poor you can't you can't hide from the fact you can't um, really say much apart from that it was it was it was poor uh, the whole performance that no one really stood out um, I think we kind of huffed and puffed uh, but to, to to nothing really it was yeah it was just you know, after some of the games, you know, that we've had in the past, I've said that it's been frustrating. Um, but no, it was just, it was poor. Uh, that, that's all I've really got to say on it, really. It was it was poor. Mark, are you in agreement that it was just a, a poor performance from, from the get-go, really? It was completely unacceptable uh, performance. It was not, not good enough. Um the warning signs were there when uh, Oni Dimna should have scored in the first half. Jada Silva doesn't track his run. He heads it wide. Um, going to nil-nil half-time. The goals we concede, another goal we concede from set play. Um, if you look at, I'm looking at the highlights again today. Um, and, you know, Eccles loses, loses, you know, loses, them, loses man. And he's got a free header on the near post of the goal. So, you know, don't track the runner. It was poor. Uh, I think it was Peltier scored for them. And then after that, actually, I thought we played OK. We missed some chances. And that's the, that's the disappointing thing at the moment is we're not taking our chances. And that's, you know, uh, Sakamoto had a header. Uh, Sims had a shot saved. Uh, and then, then he hit the side netting from the rebound. So we did have chances, in fairness, to get back into the game. We just didn't take it. But then, really, defensively, we were all all at sea. Um, just completely unacceptable. Ben Wilson 
must give credit to him, however, he did make a couple of really good saves uh, to keep us at, keep us in the game. And obviously they scored right to death. But overall, it's a really, really poor result, poor performance. It's not good enough. And we, it's got to be better than that tomorrow because if we play like that tomorrow against West Brom, we're going to get absolutely annihilated, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, going back to you, Stuart, I know it's been and gone now, but surely, you know, without signing, signing too entitled, surely Rotherham away is one of those games that you kind of expect at least a point. I know that they were, I think, six games without a win before Wednesday. I mean, surely that's the most disappointing thing, that that's the sort of game you should be winning or at least drawing. Yeah, 100%. You know, when you when you look at the uh, the teams that are down and around there and that are struggling uh, and, you know, really struggling. Um, it's, yeah, it was just it was just a poor performance all round and you do expect to come away with a point at least minimum. You know, you look at that, like I said, you look at that game and it should be three points. It's just, you know, I can only, the honest answer is I can only remember this season so far Apart from Leicester, obviously, where we lost, two games where we've actually played really, really well. And that was Middlesbrough at home and QPR's second half, um, where we where we won. You know, the two games that we've won there, we've been we've played really, really well and we look like, you know, we've turned a corner. Uh, but every other game, even games that, you know, We've, you know, even games that we've really been in and we've lost, you know, by the odd goal or we've drew, you know, you can kind of say, yeah, it was frustrating. But look, rather than, you know, they weren't a good side. We made them look really, really good. They lost to get, excuse me, they lost today against Chef Wednesday that rock bottom and again can't pick up a win. And, you know, their goalkeeper, you know, he looked like bloody. Peter Schmeichel on his best day, you know, he was against us and then he he concedes two goals. You know, I just it was just it was just poor all around from us. We're better than that. We have played better than that, and I'm sure we will play better than that on um on Monday. Uh, but they they have to show up, they have to turn up, they have to give a performance. Because again, like Mark said, if they don't, we are gonna get turned over. I agree, Stuart. I'm going to add one more into the mix. I'm going to say that the second half, from an attacking point of view, against Watford, I thought was was really good as well. We looked really dangerous in that game, um, I would say. Um, Mark, it was really specialist uh, with the O'Hare return. Um, probably a little bit too soon from start uh, tomorrow. But it's great to have that other option off the bench, isn't it? Oh, massive. It's, it's great to have him back and uh, in around the squad and... I thought he did okay when he came on, to be fair. I thought he, uh, his passing was good. Um, I think, you know, he's definitely an option for Mark Robbins. And it's, 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 a time, it's a timely boost, let's put it that way, because, uh, you know, he's been, he's been sorely missed. And I know from speaking experience uh, from a knee ligament injury, it's a tough injury to recover from. And I know exactly what he would have gone through. It's a tough injury. And, you know, it's, you know, it's tough. You know, it's is a is a is a test mentally as well as physically for him. But from what I saw of him, I thought he looked he looked good. Um, and I'll be I'll be expecting to see him on the bench tomorrow. I mean, I'd love to see him start, but I think recently he'll be hopefully be on the bench and um, hopefully you know making a difference um, when he, if, if he does come on. Absolutely. Um, just been joined as well by Glenn. Hi, Glenn. Hi, are you all right? Well, good. Thanks, mate. How's the wrestling? 
Yeah, it's pretty good actually. It wasn't too bad. So yeah, I was there with um, Simon uh, Todd, who's on the Twitter club fan. So we sat with him, me and Ben did. So yeah, we enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah so we've just spoken already, Glenn, about the game on Wednesday. How disappointing it was. Um, anything you want to add on our thoughts? Where do you think it all went wrong? Uh, where it went wrong is we missed a couple of good chances. You could argue good defending and good goalkeeping. He's made a cracking save. I think it was from. I can't remember if it was Sims or Godham from De Silva's cross, where he saved it with his legs, Johansson. He always seems to play a blinder against us. And then the save is made from Sims with a header. We were unlucky. I think Sims is really unlucky and got the chance he got in there. Um, don't know why he left Sakamoto out. I thought Yari went a bit missing. I think when he gets the ball in a deeper role, he struggles to carry it forward like Hamer and Allen and O'Hare do. Um, I thought as soon as O'Hare and Sakamoto come on, we looked a bit more livelier. We should have had a penalty because Hadji Wright's had the shirt pulled off his back at 1-0 down. Um, and then it's a cracking goal to make it 2-0 by, by Rathbone. Really, really good move by Rotherham. And yeah, it just we started chasing the game. You can't chase games against them because it suits them. They just go long. We have to play a high line and we just got exploited. And yeah, we just become a basketball game second half and that doesn't that didn't really suit us and we should have we should have been two or three nil down to be brutally honest. And the fact that Wilson's made a few good saves and they've missed chances. I thought we might just scrape a draw. But yeah, wing backs weren't good enough. I think the mid overall, I don't think anyone had a great game, but nuts and bolts of it is I don't think it was a horror performance that everyone made it out to be. If if we take one of the chances, we win that game quite comfortably. We just give a daft goal off a set piece. And I don't know what who's organising the defence, but why Eccles is marking their centre half. God only knows when we got fads, um, Sheaf, who else we got? Sims on the pitch, uh, Binks, um, Latte. Milan, you know what I mean? Why on earth is Eccles marking the centre half? That's just mind blowingly stupid on it, and he gets done, and then it's a just yeah, it's game over once we went one down, really, because we don't come back and win from behind. Yeah, totally agree, Glenn. Um, Stuart, going back to you, um, I'm going to allow you this week to use the F word. Not the F word you're thinking of. Also not the F word as in fired. We won't go down that road. But formation. Now, I think we talk about this quite a lot um, at, at the minute. At what point, Stuart, do we start to think, right, we need to go back to basics in terms of maybe going for a flat back four or changing it up just to do something different? When does that point come for you? Uh, well, it's already been and gone, to be fair. You know, I've, I think I've said it for the past couple of weeks, um, on obviously on here and on uh, my in my opinion with, uh, on our YouTube page that I do, um, I just, you know, I've, I've, I think it's been needing it uh, for a, a little while, really, uh, because I think the players that they've that we've bought in, um, you know, I think it it warrants maybe a slight change. Uh, you know, Sakamoto, you know, for me, isn't a wing back. He can play in that number ten role if needed. I, you know, I have seen uh, a better performance from him in that position, but I think we should try maybe a four-three-three uh, and maybe play him on the right 
as a front three um, and then have maybe Godin in the centre or Sims. And I know, look, there's going to be question, over mark, question marks over what I am going to say now, but I would maybe even try Hadji Wright on the left-hand side of a front three, not in the centre, um, just because I think that he's got, he has got pace. Um, and I just think that he, he you know, when he's, when he is on the ball, he does tend to move over to that left-hand side, just like Vic did. I'm not saying he's anywhere near Vic, obviously, but just like Vic did, he runs down that left-hand channel. And I think if you start him on there um, in a uh, in a front three, you know, he might he might come good, and he might he might it might work. Um, and then you can have the three uh, in I don't know Sheaf, maybe Latty. Um, but probably Sheaf, O'Hare and Palmer or, or a, a combination of uh, of the midfielders that we've got. Eccles maybe that can play in that three as well. Um, and then, you know, and then obviously I think your back four at the moment pretty much speaks for itself, maybe slightly if you do play a back four. Uh, and that would be Milan on the right. Uh, I would actually play Bidwell as a left back uh, rather than De Silva, um, and then either Kitchen or Binks, or even maybe even both. Uh, but again, you know, we know that Robbins likes balance, um, so you could probably play uh, Thomas. I don't think Fads can play in a two, um, but I, I would maybe go for for Thomas or even Latte and play Latte as that right-sided uh, centre-back. Uh, that, that's the formation that I would possibly try and go with um, just for a, for a change, really. Well, do let us know in the comments what you think. Um, do you agree with Stuart? I can see Jake's let us know that he would go for 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3. Um, I'd certainly like to see that myself. Um, Mark, knowing Mark Robbins, um, can you see a formation change taking place from tomorrow? I think possibly the only thing I could see maybe a change is maybe you could go um, one up front and maybe playing a, a box a box formation maybe two number tens and a striker. Um, maybe Jamie Allen comes back into the team, which is one thing that that he could do um, as a second sort of player with second sort of number ten with Sakamoto, maybe go. Actually, right up front, that's possibly one thing you could do. But it's hard to say. I mean, to be honest with you, do we really know what what our strongest eleven are? That's the that's the thing. It's we're, we're all sort of here sitting here debating about you know what our strongest team is. I, 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 it's just difficult to say really at the moment. I think the only concern I've got is uh, the form of the captain McFadden. I think he's been disappointing really, and I think he needs he needs a rest for tomorrow. Actually, I'd, I'd bring Kitchen into the start eleven. So I'd, I'd still keep three at the back, but I'd bring Kitchen in. And, uh, and also De Silva, for me, I think defensively he's been a bit suspect as well. Not been, not been massively, you know. I can see why he's been brought to the team. He's been brought in, you know, Mark Robin's signing because, you know, he's there to get forward and provide assists. And De Silva, for me, hasn't done that. I think he's only produced, what, one, one assist for a goal this season? And that's not good enough. Um, so... I'd be inclined to, to possibly bring in Bidwell for this one. 
Um, you know, against a better side, good going forward. Um, I think you need. I think defensively, he's a better player. Um, you may argue it negates our, our yeah, attacking prowess, but I felt Bidwell last season did okay. So I'd like to see Bidwell restored to the, to the team tomorrow. Um, but it's a Hobson's choice with the strikers. I don't know what, what, what direction it will go because no one has really put their hand up and said, pick me. And that's the problem. Um, Ellis Sims isn't taking his chances. He's, he seems to be hitting the ball straight at the goalkeeper all the time, which is frustrating. Um, had you right, in fairness, there's a strong case for, for picking him because he hasn't had a, much of an opportunity. So I get the argument there, but it, it's a really difficult one tomorrow. A really, really difficult one. I would probably, if it was me, I would probably go to two number 10s and a, and, and a lone striker and try and get more bodies in the box. I think that's the thing. Every, what frustrates me is every time we cross the ball, there's never any, enough bodies in the box. And that's what really, really frustrates me. So... That's what I would do. I do. I do, I do, do, do a box two, two sort of attacking midfielders and a number and a striker. I think I disagree with the De Silva point. Um, with all due respect, Mark, I think I think De Silva's been steady this season. Now you're always going to get people that are expecting him to, you know, take on players, but he's not that kind of player. I like the way that he'll pass and move, and I like the way that he'll he'll think almost a couple of passes ahead. Right, you know, if I'm going to pass inside to Sheaf. Where do I need to be? I think he's got that footballing brain that we, we need down that side. And, you know, no disrespect to Bidwa, but I think the Silver's definitely an upgrade. But I totally agree with the McFadden point. Um, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but people haven't really called out McFadden for his performances. Um, look, he's been, for 99% of his time here, he's been absolutely outstanding. But I think the last couple of games, he has looked suspect. Now, I mean, I think if we go to a back four, which I can't see happening, Glenn. Um, does McFadden start for you or would you bring Kitchen in? Because I think Stuart said before where McFadden kind of doesn't belong in a back four. What would you What would you say to that, Glenn? Um, I think he'll be dropped. I've heard a few people tell me today that they think he's getting dropped for tomorrow. <clears throat> I think we'll go Thomas. I would go Thomas and Kitchen. And my logic of that is they've played, there's two of the three are back as a back three for Barnsley, so they've played together, they've played alongside each other, so I'd assume the communication would be good. I think Kitchen is a bit of a leader. Um, and then I think if we do go back four, I can see the logic of going with Bidwell, because I don't think you want two flying wing-backs, uh, well, two flying full-backs bombing on, unless you have two really, really defensive midfielders, which means you'd probably have to go Latte and Sheaf, but are you wasting Sheaf in a in a defensive midfield role? But yeah, I think Fads. I don't think he's been on it. I don't think he's been on it for a while. I think he's he's got he's, he's got by with a few games. I think I, I think a Blackburn away last year. I thought he was he wasn't great. Um, and there's been other games where I don't think he's been as good as as we like. And if, if he's the organizer on the pitch and the defensively and we're giving goals away off set pieces, why are we doing that? Is that down to the organisation, whoever's organising on the pitch or players not doing the jobs? And if players aren't doing the jobs, then I'm sorry, they have to be out of the team. And it's as simple as that. And I think Robin's all, I think Robin's against the point now he wants to shake it up and I think he's just going to go a bit more pragmatic 
and try not to lose the next couple of games because um, you won't want to go on a five-game losing 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 run, which we could quite easily do because Preston are in bad form, West Brom in a decent form, and Stoke Stoke a bit form, unfortunately, at the long time. So you might just look at it as just try and not lose them games, get through to the international break and regroup. But we need to do better. The wing backs need to do better. They need to, they need to take people on. They're far too passive and play safe. I want the Milan that come on second half against Norwich and was bombing forward and was was actually a threat. He, he, he just seems to have turned into Dabo Mark II where he's scared to take a man on and he and he made Bramble, Bramble look great and then Bramble got absolutely destroyed today by the Sheffield Wednesday right, right-sided player. So, yeah, we just we can just do better. We're just a bit... We fall into this trap of just taking the, up, taking the safe option and not being brave enough on the ball. I think that what helps is when we have O'Hare on and Sakamoto, even Jamie Allen to a degree, I think the, the, the bad results show how much we miss Jamie Allen because he's always available and he'll do and he'll he's positive when he gets the ball. So O'Hare gives us as well. And even Sakamoto. So yeah, I think we I think we go back to the box and Bidwell comes in and I think maybe you play Latty alongside Chief, maybe pull Eccles out for a rest. And I'd go Adji right up front because I think he's played the lone, lone striker role decent. And then it's Sakamoto and Allen, I think, off, um, off Adji right. And then, yeah, it's you, the, the rest of the team picks itself, I think. A couple of really um, good comments in the um, comment section. When Wes has said, a change of formation may seem right, but I think that would send us backwards to jalling together again. Personnel change is probably most likely. I feel bad for Tatch. You can see his potential, but not getting game time. Um, Jack has also said, tomorrow is a must-win game. Stuart, for you, is that a little bit extreme, a must-win game? Or is it very much a case of, right, we need to get those three points? It's it's hard one, isn't it, to call, really? Because you... I, I think as long as we see your performance... Look, even if we lose tomorrow... Um, I think as as long as we can see a performance and they've tried and we've just got beaten by a better side, you know, I think we'll take that because we can see that, that something's changed. It's just the fact that over the past, what, two, three games, the performances have literally got worse and worse, haven't they? Um, and I just, like I said, I, if if we show up and we perform, we know that we can beat anybody in this league and anybody can beat anybody. We've said it before. We've said it many times, you know, when we've played really, really well and when we've played poor, you know, it's... Look look at Middlesbrough. They couldn't get a win at the start of the season. Now they've, you know, they've, I think they've won the, the last six games on the trot. You know, it can happen. We can go through that run. We've just got to, you know, like Mark and Glenn said, and I think you as well, Josh, you know, we've got to start taking our chances. The strikers have got to take the chances, but we've got to create for them as well and make sure that they're having the space to be able to take them chances. Um, you know, and the defence have got to hold up and be sturdy. And, you know, it's it's all just... It's it's close, I think, to, to get in there, but the, the performances have got to get better and not worse. Yeah, and I guess on that point, Stuart, that's the one thing I think that I would, that kind of makes me want to keep the same system. We're making those chances. We are creating them. I think I'd be a lot more concerned if we weren't. 
But defensively, I think there's something that's got to change uh, drastically because we are going to end up playing catch-up in terms of having to win games that at the start of the season we didn't pencil down as having but must win. Um, so we need to be really careful for sure. And um, before we sort of head into the next half of the show, Stuart, can you um, tell us a little about a bit about our YouTube and what might we, we might have coming up? Yep. Uh, so obviously we are available on X, we are available on YouTube, tw- um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, tomorrow uh, I'll be interviewing a lad for who is the founder of Proud Sky Blues. Uh, it has been said as well that tomorrow is the Rainbow Laces. Uh, game. Uh, I will be interviewing him, uh, asking him questions just about the sort of thing that he uh, gets on with uh, and any uh, events that are coming up for him. And obviously I will be discussing the game coming up as well. That will be in the anecdote who we're partnered with. Uh, This week there's no IMO because I do it every other week. Uh, So look out for that the week after. Uh, but obviously we're we're within the the Preston game and things like that as well. So uh, please Go and subscribe and like if you like what we do. Uh, I think it's official now that we are the number one Coventry City podcast um, on Apple. So please go and have a look at us, have a listen to us. Uh, And if you do like what we do, please go and like and subscribe. I want to try and get to that 250 mark. Uh, So that would be amazing if we could get there. We are close. Uh, We're not far away. But if you can go and like and subscribe, share it to your friends uh, and family members. uh, That'd be much appreciated. Thank you very much. Well done, Stuart. Expert. Um, yeah, we've watched Stuart's as well. We are officially the number one um, Sky Blues podcast on Apple. If you could as well, please go leave a review um, to let us know what you think and keep your eyes peeled for some extra content coming up um, on our channel soon. May or may not be a play- an ex-player interview coming up. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. Hi, Mark. you got your hand up. Yeah, I just wanted to add that the one thing we haven't covered is the number of set corner kicks as well. I think corners at twenty-seven corners we've been taking, and we've not we've not got a goal. We've not even looked like scoring in any of those. I think mean, that's another problem. That's another thing we need to try and address for tomorrow's game because set pieces for me has been really really poor, and we've got to improve on that. I mean, echo. This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. I'm not not his biggest fan really as a set piece taker. So I think that's 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 another area I feel we need to improve tomorrow. If you could pick a corner taker, Mark, who would it be? Because obviously last season we had Hamer, probably one of the best dead ball specialists uh, in the championship, even in the country, I'd say. Um, who would you choose at the moment to take our, our corners? Uh, well, obviously the first one would have been Casey Palmer, but he's injured. So, I mean... It's a difficult one. Maybe Van Ivak as a guess, but yeah, I just think we, we need to improve the quality of our corner corner kicks. At the moment, it's just it's poor. Um, so that's that's never area I feel we just need to improve on. Where's the said chief on corners? That's a yeah, I can see that. Probably the best passer in our team. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Glenn's got his hand up as well. Um, I just wonder if that's another reason why Bidwell's coming back in. Because obviously he has taken corners for us. I know he took a couple of corners for the under-21s in the game that Binks played and Binks scored two goals from corners he delivered. I wonder if that's the logic of maybe getting him in because he was taking a lot of set pieces for us. 
last season at times. So maybe that's that's the plan to get him in on it um, and kind of pull Eccles and De Silva off it because the delivery hasn't been up to standard or we've not attacked the ball up to standard, whatever. But yeah, I wonder if that's another reason to get Bidwell back inside with his set piece delivery. Well, my dad's just messaged me saying chief on corners. Um, my dad knows football like the back of his hand. So, yeah, let's let's go for that. Um, we've got Scott, who's also joined us. Hi, Scott. Oh, lads, how are you all doing? All right. All, all right, mate, thank Scott. you. Good, good. Um, any thoughts on, on Wednesday's uh, game, mate? You know, we've kind of spoke about personnel. We've spoke about systems. Anything you want to add? I think, look, we need... I think Josh Eccles needs a rest. Because, you know, he... Yeah, he's had good games. He's had, you know, some pretty bad games at the minute. But I think he he's not proven for us to for him to take corners. I mean, all the time he takes corners, he he doesn't beat the first man or he doesn't find anyone in the box. It just plus, you know, with with the corners statistic that we've got, we haven't you know scored from any corners for the past thirty. It's a bit worrying. Um. And I think that Wednesday's performance was our worst that we've actually seen this season. I mean, it's siege mentality because we always go to go to a bottom side who hasn't won in you know in ages, and you know we we give them their win. We always do it, and it does it does my head in. It's like I don't know. It's just yeah. It's just looked like we couldn't be arsed on Wednesday night, and I went to the Bristol game as well. Uh, away and yeah that 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 was just uh, poor defending we need to sort the defence out we need to sort out change the formation I reckon because everyone you know has found out what we do that's just my opinion anyway would that for you Scott would that entail a flat back four or would you keep a three back well I know Robbins is limited with injuries and stuff I get that but I'd say do a flat back four, put Laboudia in CDM, and then put Sheaf and whoever like Eccles or Allen, and then go with uh, Sakamoto, Cam, and then Wright and Sims or Gods and Sims up top. Yeah, it's a really good shout, mate. I, I think particularly because Latty plays CDM, I believe, uh, for Jamaica as well. He's, he's used to that role. He's used to that some kind of system. Uh, really good but shout. But when uh, Robbins brought him on at the last home game and put him in CDM, uh, it's like, you know, we can trust him in CDM and we pushed a lot more forward when he was in that position. So I don't get why Robbins is still playing centre-back, to be honest, but I'll have to wait and see. I think as um, as long as he's on he's, as long as he's on the pitch, I think Stuart will be happy. Uh, put it that way. Um, hi Brando. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hi Brando. You okay? All right, mate. Yeah. All good. Thanks, pal. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Wednesday, mate? It's fucking mind blowing. How sorry about my language. How can you go and play like you did against Leicester and Norwich, and then play like that against Rotherham? Is it a is it an attitude thing, a work rate thing, uh, a jadding thing? Can you put your finger on what it might be? I'm not too sure, really. But obviously, with um, I'm not saying it is, but it could be one of the things. All them players knew the reception that Callum O'Hare was going to get, 
against Rotherham and what he will get tomorrow night. So that could have been playing on their mind a bit because obviously the fans are going to be singing for him more than anything else, weren't they? But I'm not. I'm, I'm not disregarding what you're saying, uh, Brandy. But if that is what it is, that is a weak, weak, weak mentality. And yeah, be, I get that. I'd be, I'd be annoyed if that was what it is. Um, but but um, if... you can clearly see now that the two up front ain't working, mate. I would go with Wilson, um, MVE, um, Bobby, Kitchen, and Bidwell at left back. Latty, Chief, and Yassin across the middle. Saka and Allen in the 10 and right up front and obviously swap either Allen or Tats at half-time and bring O'Hare on. It's worth, worth a try. Absolutely worth a try. Um, I had a couple of comments that I'm going to just read out. Um, Wes oh, yeah, asked... oh, on. I was going to say, uh, Wes has asked if Binks can play right back. Um, Corey said De Silva being one of our best players oh. si- for me De Silva's been one of our best players this season for some reason people have it in their heads that our wing backs have to take players on knock the ball past them and run onto it De Silva is not that type of player he just isn't what he does is he'll, he'll find space he'll play inside and he'll move off the ball you don't have to run past players to be a wing back play it simple one two it's simple, you know. Yeah, I've got to stop there because I'll end up going on a massive rant. Um, Just one more thing, Josh, before you carry on. Go on. Um, I don't know what Robin sees, man, but Josh Eccles needs to come out of that team. He's he's not a championship player. League top league one at the most. He's not a champ. He's not a championship player yet. He needs more time, man. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of, I disagree, Brando, but I, I absolutely see where you're coming from because he, he has looked a little bit off it, to be honest, at times this season. Um, Glenn's got his hand up. Go on, Glenn. I just think we're asking him to do the wrong job. I think he's he's doing like the Hamer role, where he's trying to be our creative force. He, he's a lot more effective probably than Sheaf is. When you look at the clips, he, he's created a fair few chances for us over the last few weeks, but that's not his game. To me, he's someone who's going to be box to box, gets stuck in, wins us the ball back, turns pie on, does the simple things, and yeah, will pop up with the odd goal or two because he can hit one from, from range. But he's now getting into the trap where he's taking shots when he shouldn't be taking shots and just do, do the simple pass. Like, he gets on the edge of the box, he's got Milan out wide, just keep the play moving on. And he, then he's taking shots. And that's where I think he's just trying a bit too hard with him. But, yeah, I, I think when he's on it, we're a better side with him in it. And our record with him in, in, when he starts for us, is 10 times better than when he isn't in. And you look at a lot of our good runs of form. He's been Who's that actually for Eccles? Eccles. I think oh. you look over the record, our record with him in the team, our best runs of form tend to have Eccles involved in it. But yeah, I think he's just... He, he doesn't work as well without a Hamer alongside him or in a hair or even an Allen. I think he needs someone who's going to try do do the stuff that he's not good at, which is that's the why, creativity. That's why I, 
yeah, I agree with you, but that's why I think that if Robbins puts Latty and Sheaf next to him, he's going to think, well, shit, now I'm going to have to start playing properly, aren't I? Because I've got two quality players next to me. But you wouldn't have, you'd never play them as a three in the midfield. That's the thing. It, it's, it's two from those three in my book. I think you play Sheaf, Eccles and Latty, you're lacking a ball player, a creative, creative force. In it. I think you'd probably go Allen maybe in a bit of a deeper role and then long-term maybe you go Tats and O'Hare off or Tats and Yari off, um, off as main striker if you're going to go that way with a three, with three-man field. I think if you get, if you went Eccles, Sheaf and Latty, you're very much of a muchness. You, you, ain't got, you ain't got enough creativity there. But that's the weakness. We, we've lost a lot of goals from our midfield now with Hamer going, um, obviously with Allen being out the side again, Palmer, we haven't been O'Hare as well. You ain't got enough goals in that midfield. Sheaf, Sheaf, Eccles, even Latty, you'll, you'll be lucky if you get a couple of goals each from this season. Well, again, this is All Things Sky Blue. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube and TikTok at All Things Sky Blue. We're joined as well by Corey. Hi, Corey. Hello, can you hear me now? Yes, mate. A fellow um, Jada Silver worshipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think there's a lot of panic. I think we're very, we're a very reactional fan base. It's, we've been unlucky in games as well. If you look at games like the Huddersfield game, the Hall game, there's four points. If we win tomorrow, there's another three, there's seven. Then we're on 22 points, we're in seventh and no one's complaining as much as they are now. If you look at the squad, we've got so much quality. You know, you look at MVE, was wanted by top teams in Holland. Had you right, got 20 goals last year in, in Turkey. Sims has got goals everywhere he's been. O'Hare, we know how good O'Hare is. Same with Sheaf. Kitchen was captain for Barnsley at 22 years old. We know there's quality in the squad and we know that the system works. You know, it's got us, it's got us to where we are now. It kept us up in the championship. It's got us to a playoff final with a squad that was nowhere near good enough. It's just going to take time. You know, there's reports that Hadji Wright isn't settled. People aren't used to playing the system. If there's anyone we can trust in the club, it's Mark Robbins. We've just got to give the players time and let... 13 games isn't enough. We've got to give them 20 games, 30 games, maybe even a whole season. As long as we don't go down and we stay around mid-table, we'll be a much stronger team next year than we will this year. People are saying, why are we weaker? We've lost Jokeres and Hamer, probably two of the best players to ever play for the club. And it's just, it's very reactionary. Mate. Spot on. I completely, completely agree. The one thing I want to ask you, Corey, where do you stand with what we're doing in the final third? So, are you a fan of the top top? My dad reckons that maybe Sims on his own would be better. What are your thoughts on that? I think top top works as well. I mean, what we're lacking is someone to play them through. I mean, you look at last year, we had Hamer, who's just, he's unreal. There's, there's, we'll, we'll probably never see a centre mid like him at the club again. He's just, he's fantastic. But now we've got Callum O'Hare. I don't rate Casey Palmer. He hasn't had a goal or assist in 10 games. I think he's not hes not a horrible player, but I don't think he's as good as Callum O'Hare. The comparisons for me aren't even close. But again, O'Hare's going to be one of those players that he's not going to come back and hit the ground running. You can see he's got a bit more weight on him. He's going to be a bit slower. He's not going to be as sharp. But like like Jade Silver and MVE, they haven't played in this system before. I mean, you know, Bristol City were known for their hoofball 4-4-2 with Nigel Pearson, just get it up. That's why Casey Palmer and Jade Silver, who were two technical players, got let go. You know, if we can get MVE and Jay Silver and used to the system, get them as outlets as well as O'Hare, I think top top will work. We know Sims gets goals. We know Hadji gets goals. 
And we know God knows the system. That's why God starts every week. I mean, I, I personally don't think Godden's our, our top striker. He don't like me. He's blocked me on Twitter. But he knows the system. He knows how it works. That's why he's got five goals. He doesn't play well, but he's got five goals. It's just it's, He just knows how it works. Brando? Am, am I right in thinking that on that um, Robinson Doug thing, Robin said that, had he spoke to him and said that he's struggling to adapt in England? Yeah, well, I saw that. I saw that there's rumours about him potentially going back to Fenerbahce, going back to Turkey. I don't think he will. I don't. I think there's a striker there. I think he's like he's six foot four. He got fifteen goals, sixteen goals, whatever many it was in Turkey's first division. We know he's a quality player, but it's just obviously it's not just the football on the pitch. You know, it's not. We only see ninety minutes of football. There's a lot more than goes into it. There's a whole week that we don't see. So when we're complaining about the lineup, or we're complaining about the system. We don't see all the training. Most we get is the unseen on YouTube. So, but I have heard that he is unsettled. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think he spoke to Robbins and I think Robbins said in the fans forum that he spoke to him and said he's struggling because obviously in Turkey the time's different the weather's different the food's that he's still struggling so that's to get used to England well I think Stuart was there on Monday with Bugsy did they say that Stuart? Uh, well he there was an insinuation that him and uh, Tats uh, were both kind of struggling because they were having boxes, still boxes flown over from um, wherever they were living previously, whether that was Turkey or USA or or wherever, Germany or wherever they came from. Uh, there was boxes that were being delivered with house stuff. They didn't have anywhere to store it, so it had to go to Wrighton. Uh, so they are still coming over here Aaron, and still getting used to life I think uh, his um, Hadji's girlfriend still isn't over here full time yet I think they've got a child as well that they're looking into getting into schools and stuff so it's all of that you know behind the scenes stuff you know as Corey just said that that we don't see you know and I've, I've mentioned it many times and I'm here as well that you know we like you know we only see the 90 minutes we only see the game you know, we don't see what they're putting in training or doing in training until we see that uns- little bit of five, ten minutes of unseen footage. So I get it. I get that, you know, it is going to take time. And like, look, look, we have seen it. We've seen it click. We saw it click against Middlesbrough. You know, we saw it against Watford second half. We've seen it click. We know that they can do it at the minute. It's just a little bit sporadic and it's not happening each and every week. And, you know, the performances just aren't there. But I feel that if the performances, if they put play like we know that they can, we can turn anybody over. And Monday's a different story. We've just got to hope that they turn up and, and play the game that they know that they can play. Um, but at the moment, you know, because of the past you know, two, three games that we've had and they've gradually got worse, in my opinion, which they have. Um, You know, we just don't see light at the end of the tunnel. But the hard work, I'm sure, is going on behind the scenes. And, you know, like I said, if we we show up, it will be fine. I'm sure of it. We've just got to make sure that we show up. Uh, Coventry City fan page agrees with... uh... Corey, um, seeing your spot on, mate. Um, I totally agree with that as well. Um, 
Mark, going back to talk tomorrow and our personnel, a lot of people are calling for Tats to come in um, from the start. Now, you kind of don't want to take Milan out because, uh, for me, he's our strongest wing-back um, on that right side. Would you like to see Tats maybe in that number 10 role with maybe someone else? Yes, I think I think Tats um, has been playing pretty well for us, actually. So, yeah, I'd like to see him start. Um, I think Jamie Adam, I, I expect, will, will, will play a bit further forward as well. So, it may be, as I said earlier, that he may play a box formation with Bukhaji right up front. So, from what I've been hearing, it sounds like Hadji Wild will start up front. Um, but yeah, I think I think Sakamoto has been one of our better players this season. Um, he's he's good going forward. He's he, he does cause um, problems for the opposition. And I thought, you know, last few games I've seen him, I think he'd, he's been doing really well. I thought he did well uh, against Rotherham um, and Bristol City and Norwich games. Uh, he played well as well. So. For me, it's a no-brainer. I think he has to start. I, I, I'd probably start him ahead of Ayari, personally. What are your thoughts, Corby, on that? Would you start Sakamoto um, in the 10 role or wing-back role? What would, what would you say? Uh, I'm not sure. I like Sakamoto. He do, he's very, he, I feel like people get rid of him, though, over 90 minutes. That's why I feel like he comes on as a super sub. He's got the, the spare, the fresh legs. He can take a player on. He's not scared of doing it. But if you bring him on, you, you, if you've got O'Hare, who's going to want to come on as well. I think, obviously, we got, I still think we go top front. I think it'll be God and, and um, Wright. I don't like a Yari playing in the 10. I don't think he's a number 10. I think he does. He, obviously, he's, I'm not saying he's anywhere near as good as Hamer, but he does remind me, and that's the sort of role that he wants to play. Him and probably Ben Sheaf in the middle. Although, again, I do like Eccles, but I do agree with some people. He does need a rest. He's played every single game. Um, Latiboyo played the back, but with Sakamoto... I don't. I don't think he's got ninety minutes of being quality. I think he's best as a super sub just to give us that something new when he comes on. Because, like I said, he has quality, but he's just not going to be the same. Especially when he's carrying that extra bit of weight. He's. I don't think he's going to have these the same output as he did. Not for a while anyway. I think if he trims down a bit, he'll get back to where he was. But he's not going to be straight away. I think we need you on every week, Corby, because you talk more sense than me. Um, <laughs> Stuart, what are your thoughts on on Sakamoto coming in? Maybe. Yeah, no, look, I wasn't necessarily... Obviously, I went to Swansea. I saw him get a little bit bullied and I didn't think the number 10 role was for him. However, uh, the past you know, couple of games that I've seen him play, he he has got better. Uh, and, I, you know, again, I totally agree with Corey. Um, I don't think Ayari is a number 10. I'd rather see Sakamoto in that role. Um, like I said, I think... Look, if we played four at the back um, and had uh, Milan and Sakamoto down that right-hand side, I think that could work quite nicely because they can both overlap each other. They can both play. Again, I don't think Sakamoto is as good defensively, but he has played that role previously for other clubs. Um, So I think it could work quite nice, but I don't think we will play four at the back. I think Robin's... Uh, you know, likes uh, how he plays with the three. Uh, and I think it will be just a personnel change. But um, no, I, I think I think Sakamoto is right to come in. I think he's got an argument. Um, I think Hadji Wright, to be fair, even though he hasn't done it for the past few games, I think he is more of an impact player 
at the moment. But if he starts, then he's got to he's got to show his work rate because for me that at the moment that's what's kind of letting him down. Yeah, completely agree, Stuart. Um, we'll get a few thoughts as well on the Preston game on Saturday. There won't be a YouTube, a YouTube video um, on our our page uh, for this week. So we'll kind of do a bit of a review now. I know we kind of hard without knowing the result for tomorrow. Um, but Scott, Preston, notoriously a bogey team for us. Um, what are your thoughts going into that game? Well, I'm actually going to that game and no more luck. I'll go there and we'll bloody lose. Cause, but I'm hope not. I hope we'll, we uh, win and get the hoodoo off our back. Because uh, I watched the Preston against Hull and all they did for the full 90 minutes was hoofball. Uh, so it looks like they ain't got much creativity in the middle, which will probably benefit us a bit. But then again, anyone who plays hoofball against us usually wins. So I ain't got a clue, but I'm hoping uh, we can hopefully get a draw. Points are better than nothing away from home. So, yeah, I'll say a 1-1 for Preston. Well, let's get some score predictions as well for tomorrow. Um, we'll go first to Corey to put him on the spot. Um, Corey, your score prediction as lo- as well as your um, scorers, if any. Uh, see, the thing is with tomorrow, you ju- you just don't know what city is going to turn up. You know, like it, we played absolutely awful against Rotherham, but we played quality against Norwich. We probably deserve to beat Norwich, got a point, and with Rotherham, we deserve to lose. It really does depend what team turns up in the day. I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I hope that we can we can beat them. Obviously, we're on Sky as well. We've just got to turn up. I, I, I couldn't tell you a score prediction if I had to give one. I'd, I'd be happy with a point tomorrow, 1-1, because, you know, yes, we're on bad form, but we've got to take each game as it comes, you know. West Brom are a hard team to beat. You'd be happy with a point. Obviously, we won't, but the thing is, our fans won't be happy with a point because of the way we've been playing. But a point tomorrow would be a good result. If we don't play well, then we can start to worry. But if we play well and get a point, it's, it's a positive. So I, I'll take a 1-1. I'd be very happy with a 1-1. Martin said 1-0 to us, kitchen header. Um, Cov City News 2-1 Cov had your brace Wes has said 2-0 West Brom I'll go next to Mark well every time I predict a Coventry win we never win so I've got to predict a West Brom win for that very reason so I'm going to go 2-1 West Brom does that mean if we if you predict 8-0 loss does that mean we win 8-0 or is that is that not how it works <laughs> uh, no I just it, it's just be that we'll win what doesn't matter about the score we'll win so I'm gonna go for a West Brom to one win. Cool, Stu. I can never go against City, uh, but uh, I will go for a. Uh, I'm gonna go for a two-oneers. Great stuff. I was gonna go for a one-nil to us. Um, with I'm gonna say Latty scoring again. Um, Scott, I'm gonna go with a three-one loss. Fair play. I like your honesty. Um, Stuart, do you want to talk a little bit about where people can find us tomorrow as well? Yeah, obviously we'll be uh, in the anecdote. Uh, like I said, I will be um, interviewing uh, and doing a pre-match build-up in there with uh, Lewis from Proud Sky Blues, who's the founder. Uh, it is the game for the Rainbow Laces as well. Uh, so that will be up on our YouTube channel uh, probably around about 7 o'clock. Uh, so have a look at that if you can, uh, just before the uh, obviously just before the eight o'clock kickoff. Uh, but obviously we are on uh, uh, Apple, uh, iTunes, 
Spotify, uh, Anchor, and I think a couple of the others that you can get your podcasts from as well. Uh, so, yeah, just go and like and subscribe to our channel. Great stuff. Well, I think for the first time ever, we've kind of gone early. Um, Stuart or Mark, anything else you want to mention or bring up? Um, the only thing, just just going on Preston one, I think the only positive I can say before this game starts, irrespective of tomorrow's result, is they've only picked up two points in their last six. So if there is a time to beat Preston, um, this may be a good one. I'm just, you know, just trying to be as positive as I can. So maybe, you know, if we can get a morale-boosting result tomorrow, then you never know we could go to Preston and, and get a result there. So I think we've got to be positive. So I'm trying to, I just want to end the show on a positive note. I guess another positive, um, the featured star of tomorrow's programme um, is Milan, who is also a All Things Sky Blue sponsored player this season. We're really proud of that. Um, I believe the only Cov channel to have a sponsor this season, which is amazing. Um, and Stuart, Wes has also asked, did you manage to talk to the manager about who can come in? tomorrow uh, no I'll be I haven't managed to talk to her yet um, but I'll talk to her on uh, tomorrow night and I will let you know give me a private message Wes either that Wes or WhatsApp me and I'll forward it to Stu yeah. uh, whatever's easier um, but yeah again to reiterate what Stuart said um, tomorrow evening we will be at the anecdote. I'll be there for about six. Uh, please do come in and say hello. We do have our own table. Um, feel free to come and say hi um, and maybe get interviewed by Stuart himself. But that aside, um, again, you can follow us at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, as well as X at All Things Sky Blue. We do post daily content uh, three or four times um, a day with questions, polls, opinions, uh, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah. Hopefully, we'll get the win tomorrow. Um, hope you all have a nice evening evening and day tomorrow. And yeah, play up Sky Blues. Play up Sky Blues. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, mate. This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. Final.